Hey everyone, I'm Ricky with Everyday Woodworking, your podcast home for woodworking tips and tool reviews, along with thoughts on shop life and business advice, all for the everyday woodworker. Well, hey everyone, welcome back. Um, wow, it's been uh, a little while since we since we posted a new episode. Life has just been crazy busy. Work, the woodworking work has been crazy busy. And um, uh, in general, life has just been good, but it's been very hectic and it just hasn't lent itself to us doing much recording. Anyway, it is, um, it's exciting to be back. I love recording the podcast. I love sharing things with you. Um, Not that I particularly think I am the foremost expert in whatever I'm talking about, but I do like to talk and I do like to share things with you. And I do have some information that I believe is valuable enough to share. And so that's that's kind of where we are today. Um, today, I want to kind of get back into things with some small business brainstorming. That's That's kind of what I want to call this episode like uh, maybe number one of some small business brainstorming. And I just wanted to, let, let me just say, I don't have a script here. So I'm going completely, I'm shooting completely from the hip. And um, I just want to, you know, just have a like a stream of consciousness going while the tape's running, so to speak, and um, just share what is on my mind and uh, give you some some thoughts and hopefully some insights into particular subject areas, and that might spark a conversation. That might make you uh, think, "Wow, hey, I like that. I agree with that. Um, let me build on that." Or it might make you say, "He must be out of his mind. Why would he say something like that? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." <laughs> and so, e- either of those things, or anywhere in between, it might spark a little conversation. You never know what um, what may come of this. Um, so with that, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on here today, but I did want to share some thoughts with you um, as it relates actually to our business right now. And it may relate to your woodworking uh, business if you have a business. It might be a full-time job. It might be a side hustle. It might just be some extra money. It might be something you do on the weekend. So if you have, if your woodworking is um, a business, some evolution of the business, then um, this might be for you. If not, uh, then this still might be interesting because you might be thinking about making your woodworking a business. And um, so let's just kind of see where this goes, see how you how you feel about what I've got to say here. As I said, our business has been really, really, um, I want to say good. I don't want to say good, but it has been good. Uh, it's been very good. We've been very busy. We've been very blessed. We've had a lot of orders and jobs coming in, so much so that I feel like I'm actually stealing the time to do this recording from shop time, um, and that <laughs> that may be true. To that, it is true to a point. I am stealing some work time to get this done because I think it's important enough to get this out. 
We are growing. There's no doubt about that. And it's not something we're doing. But our little woodworking business is growing very organically. Um, in case you don't know, our woodworking business, Apple Valley Farm, uh, we're about six years into our business right now. So I feel like we're over some of the hump as far as staying in business. Um, we continue to thrive in our business um, after six years. And that that is beginning to beat some of the odds. And I'm very excited about that. One thing that we want to change about our business is, of course, I would love for it to be more profitable than it is. And that that involves increasing our gross revenues, but it also involves ensuring that our our profit margins are where they need to be so that we're actually making enough money to make it worthwhile. Uh, sometimes that seems to just happen on its own, and sometimes it doesn't. And I think part of the problem with that is probably because I do let it just happen on its own, and I'm not always very intentional about it. And I have reasons for that that I'll get into in a minute. But as our business is growing, and I'm the only employee, by the way, so it's just me. Um, as we grow, I find myself drawn to the, the stereotypical version of business that we've all kind of grown up being familiar with. And that means, hey, you start a business and then you grow your business and you make a million dollars and then you, you know, you live happily ever, <laughs> happily ever after. That's not why we started our business. Um, to back up for just a second, so in case you don't know, the reason we started our business is because I was in corporate sales. I had had a heart attack at only 46 years old. Um, I was overweight. I was stressed. I was killing myself, driving myself into an early grave, and my wife and I decided I would leave my job and I would do something else. And we fell into the woodworking business because it just took off on its own. Um, it was something I was doing to pass the time and it took off. And and that's great because I love doing it. So it has really been a blessing, but we never started the business to be millionaires. We're not opposed to money. We're just... That's not why we started the business. So typical, the typical business evolution would involve your business being a scalable business, meaning that it's something that you can take as you do it and then grow that into a larger evolution. Uh, a larger version of what you're currently doing. So you want to be able to scale that business up. I do understand that, and I do want to scale to a degree. However, let me just say, and, and 
So my, my business friends that I've been talking with, if if they're listening to this, they're gonna they're gonna hear me say this and they're gonna be like, What? No, no, Ricky, don't say it. You know, don't do that. That's not what we've been talking about. But I really I don't want to grow. I don't. And I'm I am back and forth a lot. Um when things are not progressing the way that I want them to, of course I get in a negative spin. And I start thinking, well, how can I get out of this? Well, if we were doing more business, that would help. Well, if we were bigger, that would help. Well, if I had some employees, that would help. Yeah, da, 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 da. And next thing you know, I've worked myself into this place where I'm completely dissatisfied with where we are. And the truth is, we may only be dealing with a bump in the road, which everyone, every business has those bumps in the road. Some people have a bump. Some people have a lot of bumps. But we all have some version of that going on. But if I allow myself if I allow my mind to wander and to take off down a certain path, the next thing you know, I'm, I'm hating what I'm doing and I'm hating how I'm doing it. And I'm willing at that point to do things that are completely against my normal character I'm willing to do those things in order to change our business. And and I'll convince myself of the need for me to do those things. What I have to do is slow my roll and make sure that I don't let my emotions push me into a bad place with our business. Now, this may not be you. But this is just me. So as I said, I really don't want to grow. I really don't want to have employees. I really don't want to shop work out to third-party people. I really don't want to have an outside manufacturer. I don't want to do those things. I want to be in business. I want to control the business. I want to make those decisions. And I want to be there when the things that make me shout in excitement, when those things happen, I want it to be because I'm in the middle of it. That's what I enjoy about business. Am I opposed to profits? No, of course I'm not. And there are people who will have and start and run and grow a business who are very financially focused, they're very profit-driven, and I applaud them for that. We need those people. We need people like that. But I also think that just because we need those people, it doesn't mean that we don't need the people who are a little more philosophical in their way of thinking. And that would be me. 
Um, I'm a, anybody will tell you, my wife would certainly verify that I'm a terrible business person as far as organization and clerical things like that. I'm, that is, it's not that I can't do those things. I'm just not very good at doing them well over a long period of time. And the fact that we've been in business for six years and we're we're still hanging in there is a testament really, in my opinion, to our clients because it's not that I have made this business successful, but we're doing things, apparently we're doing things and we're doing those things in a way that is appealing to people in some capacity and they reward us with keeping our business alive and thriving. So anyway, I don't have the inclination to grow. And if you're like me, then hopefully you can find some solace in the fact that maybe you were think you were thinking maybe that you were the only one or that maybe you're being told like I've been told that hey, if that's how you want to do business, you won't be able to stay in business. Or if um, a very good friend of mine told me the other day um, something to the effect of, and and I I love my friend. I'm not mad at them or anything like that. They just they're blunt with me, and and that's a good thing. But they said you're not running a business; you're working a job. And I get that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I feel that way. But in in my friend's mind, because we're not scaling and because we're not adding employees and because we're not dealing with a lot of quote-unquote business-type decisions and uh, pieces of information, then in his opinion, we're not really running a business we're just performing tasks. So that is true to a point, and I'm not necessarily unhappy about that. I don't want all of that. I want a small, simple business that I can get my hands dirty in, that I can be proud of. Now, let me say this, and I'm about to wrap this up. One of the dangers of If you're like me, one of the dangers of us having a business like this is if you're the only one and you're doing everything and you're not parting it out and you're not mentoring anyone to take it over, then when something happens to you, your business shuts down. It's like pushing a rock uphill. As soon as you stop, it's going to roll back over you. That's... That that is the negative side of this coin of this solopreneur business. However, that is the risk that personally I'm willing to take because I continue to stay in touch with my customers, every one of my customers, in a personal way. I continue to have my hands on everything that we make, everything that goes out the door. I'm in charge of the quality control. I'm in charge of the aesthetic appeal. 
I'm in charge of the marketing and the advertising, if we even do marketing and advertising. I'm in charge of the social media. I'm in charge of all of these things, and I have my finger on the pulse of all of those things. Now, if if one of those or many of those things go go awry, it's me. It's all on me. It's my responsibility. I don't have anybody to blame but me. And that can be psychologically taxing sometimes. However, because of the interaction that I'm able to have with all the aspects of my business and with the freedom that I have outside of business to be off work if I want to be, to go like this afternoon, I'm going to have a meeting with the teachers at one of my kids' school um, or get to go have lunch with my wife. And If I worked for somebody, I would never be able to do that. And if I had a large business with 50 employees and all kinds of overhead and all kinds of corporate-type responsibility hanging over my head, I would not be able to do that. We get we as I said we didn't get into business to make a lot of money. We didn't get into business because we wanted the freedom that a lot of money can bring. And and it can money can bring freedom in its own way. We went out in search of a freedom that's not really attached to money. And and I know again that may sound very Thoreau like, but That's how we think. I don't want to encourage you to do exactly what we do unless you are of a mind that money is really not that critical to your happiness. If you need to be able to go overseas every year if you need if you need a new $80,000 super duty if you need all of the trappings of life that a lot of your peers are going to have this might not be for you because we're not rich at least not financially but we in my opinion we are very rich as that relates to our family, the things that we do together, the time that we spend together, and the things that we have that are important to us. So with that, um, I don't know if that is helpful to anybody, but as far as my business brainstorming, goes. That's kind of what's been on my mind right now. I've really been struggling with trying to continue to keep a handle on how I feel about business. And that has involved me doing a lot of back and forth in my head about, hey, I need to do this. No, I don't need to do that. Oh, I want to change this. Oh, no, I want to keep this the same. And I'm back and forth a lot because in many, many ways, I'm determined to maintain the integrity of our business, 
sometimes in spite of profitability and in spite of production efficiency, things like that, that seems to be very counterintuitive as far as running a business goes. But for us, it works. And these are the decisions that we've made. And um, hopefully you have a little better understanding of why we do things the way we do. And frankly, for me, just being able to talk to you and share these things with you, it helps me have a better, <laughs> a better understanding of why we do what we do. So I hope you enjoyed uh, our little um, number one small business brainstorming session. And thank you, uh, all of our listeners who have been faithful during our, our time away from the podcast. But it feels really, really good to be back and to be doing this again. I, I always enjoy it and I always get something out of it. So um, thank you very much for being here. Hey, a last couple of things. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a second, leave us a great review. It makes such a difference for us, especially if you're listening over on Apple Podcasts. Um, that makes a huge difference as to our placement in that arena. So please leave us a review if you would over there. That would be wonderful. But wherever you're listening, we would still love it if you subscribed to the podcast and became a regular listener and told your friends. That would be great. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, then obviously you know we try to post a video of each podcast episode on our Apple Valley Farm YouTube channel. So if you're there, definitely like, comment, and subscribe to us there as well. And if you'd like to learn even more about us or check out our store, uh, our blog, our woodworking projects, our woodworking plans that you can download, things like that, everything is over at applevalleyfarmga.com. That is our home online. Finally, your support makes it possible for everyday woodworking to continue to be on the air. So we'd love it if you blessed us with your financial support through our friends at Patreon. Monthly support through Patreon starts at just five bucks a month. Uh, so thank you in advance for your help. You can find out more about that at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash everyday woodworking all right guys thank you so much again for being here and for making it possible for us to be here i hope you enjoyed this and i hope to see you next time right here on everyday woodworking